morning. So, so glad to see all of you today. Please stand with us today. Welcome to Hill City Church. Welcome to Baptism Sunday. We're so excited, so excited to be welcoming more people into not only the family of God, but into a new place with God, into a new relationship with God today. We just invite you to worship with us today, to be family with us today. Amen. Here we go. Let's sing together. Higher than the mountains that I face. Stronger than the power of the grave. Constant in the trial and the change. One thing remains. Come on, let's lift this up. Cause you love never fails and never never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up never runs out on me yeah that's it your love never fails and never gives up never runs out on me your
you God thank you God thank you for that love it never fails us it never forsakes us never leaves us behind it always finds us God thank you for sending your son to die for us that we might have access back to you God as we celebrate those taking a step further into their relationship with you today, being baptized today, God. Lord, I pray that our hearts and our minds would be set on you, that we would be right with you today, God, knowing that you're our Savior, God, knowing that we were saved by grace and that we live in that grace each and every day that you give so freely that we can come to the throne of grace, God, to receive that grace when we need it. Church, let's just sing this together today. We're gonna sing it over this atmosphere. We're gonna sing it over those being baptized today. And sing it over yourself as the family of God.
think of those words one more time just you don't need to sing it yet but amazing grace sometimes we get over God's grace and we want something else but we don't understand the power of God the power of transformation is in God's grace only it's when we sit there we meditate there we never get over Jesus we never get over the grace of God and when we're over and we're looking for some something else or someone else we've lost it so I want to tell you the grace of God just understanding that think of what God has done for his grace he sent his only son that if we would believe in him that we would embrace him that we would love him uh, like if we would believe in him if we would love him if we would sing to him all this that we would be filled with God's grace you know what we need in everyday life is grace 
I'm telling you, some of us are going through some hardships, and what you need is not just a, not what we've been praying for. We've been praying like, make it easy, God. Take it easy here. Do this in my life. Do that. And God's like, you know what I give for that? I give you grace. I give you strength to get through. And so today, when we sing this song, Amazing Grace, one last time, understand who God is. Sometimes we don't have a good picture where we say, God, uh, and then understand who we are. We're just created beings. We're just people. And God is God. This is the God that spins universes. This is the God that spins galaxies. You know, in our galaxy, there's a billion stars and there's billions of galaxies. I know that blows your mind, but every time the Hubble telescope takes another picture of, of our galaxy, you, we understand how small we really are. We're so small, man. We're so microscopic. You know, we're just so tiny. And, and then we say, and then we have this we think we have this place we stand up to God how can you do this how can you do that and why why are you this way and God's like dude I'm God I'm God and if you could see me as God and understand my grace is sufficient for you in weakness and then my strength is made perfect in your weakness if you feel weak today if you feel like you need God's grace today that's the perfect place to be to receive his strength now, we don't, we don't pop off at God saying, this is how I am. This is how it is. We have no rights. He gives us the freedom of those rights. So I pray instead of like feeling negative about it, instead of coming at God and saying this, that, or the other thing, instead of giving him our ultimatums, let's give him our heart and let, let's be filled with God's grace. One last time, let's sing the song, Amazing Grace. Come on, Jen. Amazing grace, how sweet Saved a wretch like me. I was as lost, but now was blind, but now my chains are gone. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing. My chains are gone. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, who's ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace, amazing grace. One more time. Unending love, amazing grace. Just take a moment as the music plays, just a moment of silence. Just ask God, tell me about your grace, God. Let me embrace that grace, God.
Heavenly Father, we are just grateful for your grace, God. What can we say, God? What could we say? I pray that we as your people, we, have, we as people that are looking for, for more, God, that we get a clear picture of you, Jesus. Get a clear picture of your grace, God. And that is the strength, Lord, that we need to empower us, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. You guys can be seated. Take a moment and say hello to the person next to you, even though if it's awkward, all right? Just take that moment. Say hello. Tell them nice beard, nice, wonderfully trimmed beard you have. Happy birthday, David, a couple days ago. Good morning, dude. As it's time, the ushers are coming forward. And if this place has been life-giving to you, we're like any, you know, like you know that it takes money to run this place. And if this place has been life-giving to you, uh, please give. And we're going forward. We have a lot of vision in this place. And we believe more than anything that we point to Jesus in everything that we do. And uh, for our children, for for our youth, for, for us here, that we're just pointing at Jesus and we're taking it from there, we're taking it from there. And I just pray that God would, would uh, just, we give as God speaks to us, um, but let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we give today, Lord, as we live, Lord, let us know that our life, Lord God, is worship. Our life is worship, God. Worship is not a bunch of dudes and ladies singing songs. Lord, worship is people understanding how big God is and how small we are, and we get a revelation of that. And it takes us to our core and say, wow, God, that's grace. And I pray we embrace you, Lord, today as we give. And I pray that my words would not just fall to the ground. They'd be filled with your spirit, Lord God, and it would be directed from your word. That's it, God. We believe it gives life. And I, as we give today, Lord, just be with us. As we baptize today, just, God, let it be so just refreshing today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. It's Baptism Sunday, guys. Ooh, it's pretty cool. Let's do that again. It's Baptism Sunday. Yeah. We love Baptism Sunday, even though it's 55 degrees outside and raining. All right? And uh, if, you, if this is your first time to Hill City, my name is John, and this is our family here. And I just want to welcome you. If you're a guest, I hope you got some hot coffee and got some, uh, got some pastries out there. But more than anything, that you got connected. We believe that what we need in life is not more things and more this, that, and the other thing. We need more people. People make life crazy, but people make life beautiful. And you can't run from people or you find yourself because you are one, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, you can run as all you want, but you run into yourself, and you're crazy too, right? When, when, if you don't like anyone around you, we look internally and we say, what's wrong with me, right? But, uh, you know, God has placed people in our lives for a reason. And some people, as, as it says in the Bible, that iron sharpens iron. And we sometimes belittle that, right? We're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like two cute things making 
little sparks. No, just imagine when iron sharpens iron, sometimes they get into it, right? It's not always like good for your emotions, like, oh, it's going to be so nice for you for iron to sharpen. Sometimes Brian's going to say something to me that's going to be like, oh, man, but he's sharpening me. And sometimes I'm going to go right back at him, not in spite because I love Brian. And we, we sharpen each other to grow together to grow stronger in christ and it's not always easy and so when we come to church or when we uh, get into groups or when we're one with one another and we just want it easy that's not what god's intending for our lives god is intending for sharpness god is intending for his word to sharpen us if the word of god is not like it, it doesn't is isn't offensive to you all the sometimes then we're not reading it right because sometimes it's offensive because it comes right at us right like it, the word of God comes right at us and it convicts us. And sometimes we try to reject it or push it back because we want to do it our way. And God's like, no, I'm going to send you another person or verse or uh, a teaching. And that's just how it goes in life. And as iron sharpens iron, we sharpen one another. So today is a special day. It's a celebration of people taking next steps in their faith and in their walk with God. It's baptism Sunday. And if someone can pop on these lights, they can totally do that. So... And, and, and it's for people, baptism is for people who say, I personally trust in Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I'm taking the next step. It's for people to say, I'm going all in. This is what I'm doing. It's a Jesus or bust, right? And baptism is an absolute step of obedience to Christ. It's not this thing that we do because it's cool. No, it's obedience. Jesus says, repent and be baptized repent and be baptized and we're like okay god uh, but i don't you know we have all these feelings about it so i'm going to talk to you about that today some of you guys are new to faith or have questions about baptism like who should be baptized or why do we baptize why baptism is it required of everyone and today i want to answer these questions for us and teach us the significance of baptism so you guys ready for this so if you have your bibles please turn to matthew 28 19. All right. We celebrate the Word of God because we believe the Word of God reveals Jesus and Jesus changes our lives. And that's what's most important. And so we're, I'm going to teach you the significance of baptism and we're going to move on and then we're going to baptize and you guys are going to be cheering. All right. You guys with me? You guys can be celebrating because the people who are going to get baptized, they're taking a step of faith and saying, Jesus, I'm all in. I'm not, I'm not one toe in, one toe out. I'm not just playing these games with you. I'm all in Jesus. Because back in the day, they used to baptize in the Jordan River, right? Being baptized in the Jordan River is like being baptized in the 16th Street Mall. It is. It's not, it's not just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to my church and hide out in the back. They have a little baptismal, and we're going to be surrounded by uh, Christians, and we're going to baptize. No, it's like, dude, I, I'm, you, it's in 16th Street Mall. You, you take the water, pretend there's a river in the middle, and you're just dunking people there and saying, it's saying I'm all in for Christ. I, I believe that he died for my sins. I'm all in. I'm not holding back. I'm not ashamed of what's going on. I'm all in. I'm going all in. And that's what baptism signifies. And, and so this is what we're going in. The truth is, everyone has an opinion on baptism. And it's not because your opinions don't come mostly. And I can tell this for myself. Our opinions of baptism don't come, uh, doesn't come from uh, because we studied the word. I studied the word very strongly on baptism for five days. And now I know what it is. Right? Our, our view of baptism mostly comes from our culture or from what our parents told us or what the church has said in the past. And we're like, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm going to go with that. That's baptism. And so what I want to do today is break down baptism biblically 
and, and then we're going to go baptize. And so, it's, so for most people, their view of baptism comes from tradition, right? This is how our parents told us to do it. That's how we're doing it. It's, uh, it's something I've seen, and so this is, I've been told about this way. So it depends on the tradition we come from. We have different views of baptism. So if some of us, we grew up in churches, right? And uh, predominantly, I believe, like, uh, most, a lot of people grew up Baptist, right? I mean, if you grew up Baptist, like, they should have the know-how on baptism, right? I mean, it's in the name. It's like, I grew up Baptist, John. Let me tell you about baptism. This is how it rolls. Sorry, you grew up Lutheran. You don't really know. I'm like, what? Right? And, and then so we got, well, we got, we know about baptism because uh, our name is Baptist, right? And, and other, others of us, we grew up in, in maybe Pentecostal churches and people got baptized and they felt like, oh, if I get baptized, I'm going to be closer to God, right? And, and so when bapti- baptism came, these people, you see the same people get baptized over and over again. We're like, all right, this is your fifth time getting baptized. I guess that's okay right? So because, because we all have different views of baptism according to tradition. Some of us, we grew up culturally Catholic, and baptism in, in, uh, in Catholics is tied to salvation. So when, when, you're, uh, when you grew up in that culture, we want our children to be baptized right away because it's t- tied, to, tied to salvation. And, and I, I noticed this most of the time during baby dedications. I'm going to baptize my baby. I'm like, um, uh, so, I don't do that because it's just, it wasn't in the Bible. So what we do is we dedicate. With, and we want those children to be baptized. But I, we just try to follow this, this book, this word that Jesus has given us. And so I notice that during baby dedication. But mostly I want to teach on baptism because it's really important. It's really important. And if you are a believer and you have not been baptized, uh, this, is my, uh, this is what I want to tell you. I want you to be baptized. I want you to be baptized. That is the goal of my message. That's the goal of my heart. Because the heart of baptism starts with a mandate from Matthew 28, verse 19. And it says this, therefore, go and make disciples. I can sit on that for a while, but I won't. I'll move on. Go and make disciples. Discipleship making is what we're called to do as a church. It is actually part of our vision. We encounter Jesus, and once we encounter Jesus, we make disciples. It doesn't say, it doesn't say encounter, go to church. It doesn't say encounter Jesus, let him save your souls, then go to church. No, it says, no, you have to actually make disciples. You, you have to say to somebody, all right, I've been trained up. I want you to follow me. you got to follow somebody, and then someone has to follow you. That, it used, that's old school. It used to be it's apprenticeship, right? Back in the day, the blacksmith would make swords, and his, uh, his, he did have an apprentice who would make swords. And that apprentice would teach, and it would go on and on and on. Now it's, the culture has really shifted. But back in this day, it was that sort of culture of discipleship that would happen. It would say, hey, you're following me, and, and I'm going to follow someone else. And, and, and it was, this, it was, it was a um, understanding that the, everything that was put into me, everything that was put into Jim, Jim wants to pass that down to the next gen, right? And then that gen is like, oh, I'm so thankful, and we move it in our culture, and we understand it through a different lens, and we pass that down. And that's the beauty of Jesus. That's how it's supposed to go. It's not supposed to be one dude just talking about Jesus, not about a Korean guy talking about a Jewish guy, and you're like, oh, I need to go listen to that Korean guy again. It's not supposed to work that way. It's supposed to be our individual ownership of this word of God, and we break it apart, and then we come to other people and say, Jen, am I sounding crazy? And Jen's like, you are. Then you're like, all right, I 
better, I better really study this up. I better, I, I better let people speak into my life. And so that's how it breaks down in our lives. And we need that. And we as a church believe that we are disciple makers. And I'm going to move on because we need to go into baptism. But it says, it says, go and make disciples of all nations. We believe in all nations, guys. Man, we, we are heartbroken for the nations. We are heartbroken for Mexico right now. I hope you are. As Christians, you love your brothers and sisters. You have to be heartbroken to see what's going on. It's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine, and uh, you know, yeah, this is how I know I am so embedded in just the news, right? You, 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 do you know that there are cities in Texas right now that 50% of people aren't even in their homes? Did you know that? I didn't until someone told me who lived in one. It was like, yeah. 50% of us, we don't have, we're not even in our homes right now. You're like, I thought it was over. I th when the news stopped reporting, I thought it was done. I thought everyone got into their cars and insurance took care of it all, right? No, there's people suffering right now in Houston. There's people suffering right now in, 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 uh, in, um, in Florida, in the United, that's just the United States. All over the world, there's crazy things going on. Do you know in Libya, there's straight-up slavery going on right now? There's people being sold on a stage. They're being bought. And then we're like, oh, that's, you know, that's them. That's not us. Man, that's us. That's us. So I'm not just, oh, man, I'm trying to make it a celebratory thing, and I'm bringing it down. But this is just the word of God. This is what it does to me. That's us. We own some of that, man. It has, to, it has to break our heart or you have to push everything away and focus on yourself because everything is too heavy, right? I believe that I would rather care. I'd rather trust Jesus with my life. And, and we, next year, we're going we're gonna to be in a couple places, not because it's cool for us, like, oh, you should go on a mission trip because it's good for you. It's good. That's true, but that's the absolute wrong heart to do anything like that. Some of us, we want to, uh, it was funny, someone reached out to me um, during the hurricanes. They're like, they were telling me, John, we should do this. We should go out there and we should serve. And I was like, all right, I'll hook you up. If, are you telling me to do it or is this on your heart? Because <laughs> I got somebody, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, here's a phone number, I'll hook you up. Never happened, right? Because we like to talk a big mess on social media like, Oh, I'm, I'm never, I can't believe these people were, I love these people so much. Then put, put, put your money down. Man, pack your bags and go. Pack your bags and go. If that is how God is moving us, or let's, man, or let's just quiet down on our complaining and let's ask God to do some work in our hearts for the nations, for the nations, for the people right next to us. And it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so what Jesus was saying is when churches are planted, when people are personally trusting in Jesus, we baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So what is baptism? Baptism is the word in the Greek, I probably am going to say it wrong, is baptizo. Baptizo means washing or cleansing or, or plunging or immersing. So we immerse because that's the word, immerse, right? And that's what it literally means. It's a transliteration word. So it's like instead of them taking that word of cleansing and, and writing it in English in the Bible, cleaning and cleansing, they use the word baptism, which is, uh, which is they took their word, their Greek word, and put it here. So when you, and so we, we, we make baptism this crazy word. It just means washing. 
and cleansing and immersing. And this is where it, it came from. It, 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 the big moment that, uh, that happened in the New Testament was John the Baptist. He started to dunk people in the Jordan River. He, he, he started to scream, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. He, is, he was preparing the way for what God was about to do. And so John the Baptist started dunking people because this is why they dunked people. Because when, when non-Jews in that culture wanted to be Jewish, what they would do is they would say, you have to follow these six laws and then I'm going to dunk you in the water. So what, when John the Baptist came, he's like, all right, we got something new. We want you to look within. There's God is coming. God is doing something brand new. He's doing something huge. You better get ready. You better get right and if you're not right you're gonna miss it it's gonna pass you by i believe that's true today that same word of john if you're not ready if you're not right you're gonna miss what god is doing today and see back then these people believed that they were good because they were just people of abraham oh i'm a child of abraham i'm good that's like christian saying oh yeah i i write christian on my views on my religious views i'm good right i come to church a couple times right and 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 john's saying that's not enough I know you've been to church. I know you've been to the temple. I know you made sacrifices. I know you gave to the offering, but that's not enough. You need to let, you need to get your life right with God and surrender your will to his. And then he takes it another step. He says, if you're ready to do this, get in the water with me right now. They're like, what? I'm, I'm like fully dressed and stuff. Like this is my Gucci robe, right? And, and he's like, no, 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 right now, I need you to jump in the water with me right now. Get in the water. Be baptized as a mark of cleansing. So when these Jewish people and these, and these people that were non-Jews were being baptized in Jesus' name, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, people were shocked because that was a big move back then. Because baptism is a declaration to yourself, to others, and to God that I'm cleansing my old way of sin. I'm, I'm cleansing my old way of life, and I'm identifying with Jesus and his mission. In Acts twenty two sixteen, 16, it says this. Now, what are you waiting for? Get up. Be baptized. Wash your sins away, calling on his name. See, because baptism is obedience. Baptism is a physical action of, of spiritual significance. It's a remembrance and an identification of Christ. That's what baptism is. Jesus himself was baptized, and you can see that in Luke, Mark, and in Matthew. And it says that he was baptized by John in Jordan, Mark 1, 9-12, on verse 10. Just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open, and this Holy Spirit descended him like a dove, and the voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, and I am well pleased. This is a mark of the Trinity as well. God the Father's voice, the Holy Spirit descending, Jesus being baptized, right? And so it was a visual witness of the power of God to change lives. I wish right now you could hear everyone's stories in here. I know that there is miracles all throughout this place that God has done. I know that God has healed cancer. I, I, was, I see someone. I know that uh, I see a couple people that God has literally healed cancer or their mom's cancer. And we told you about that. We celebrated that. We're like, yeah, right there. And I called her Pollyann, right, instead of Pauline. And, 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 and God would touch. God. We prayed, and God spoke and healed cancer. I don't know why God doesn't heal everyone. I have no idea. I have no idea. I could give you story after story, a witness after witness of the, of the power of God. And I can't tell you exactly how he works, but he does. He is a God of miracles, and we trust him. See, baptism is a visual witness of the power of God to change lives. Baptism is also the picture of the resurrection, of death, burial, and resurrection. When we enter into the waters... It represents what we have died to the old life. And when we come out of the water, it's the resurrected, commissioned newness of life. 
like Jesus was baptized. We take his mission, his greater story, his truth, his love, and we are part of God's kingdom and God's movement. And we help, I believe this is what we do as a church. We help younger brothers come home. And if you know the story of the prodigal son, we know there's a younger brother out there and an older brother that just stayed home and said, you know what? Well, the younger brother can take care of themselves, right? That was his decision. But Jesus, we have a better older brother who came after the younger brother. That's what the prodigal son is really about, right? It wasn't about some homeboy just staying home, like, oh, I'm going to stay home and take care of it because dad's going to give me the wealth. No, Jesus spent his, 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 his whatever was coming to him, and he came down and chased after us as younger brothers. And I pray that we be a church that chases down younger brothers. I pray that be our heart. Now, who should be baptized? If you're asking that question, is anyone who trusts Jesus as Lord and Savior, who has been forgiven and called to the newness of life. See, Peter says in Acts 2-3, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if you are here today and you are a follower of Jesus, he has saved you, your job is to respond in obedience. That's it. In obedience. All right, God, if you told me to do this, I'm going to do this. Get baptized. There are two main reasons people don't get baptized. Number one, most common is fear. People hesitate because of fear. Fear can hinder our obedience, fear of what people think. You know, we, all of us, I would say, struggle a fear of what people think. And we either, we do two things. We say, all right, if you think this way, I will do what you want to do, and we want to be fit in. Or we'll go the other way. I don't care what you say. And we go the extreme other way, which are you're still doing what people think, right? I'm going the other way. I'm going to do my own thing. So you're doing your own thing because people want you to do it the other way. So naturally, some of us are more naturally rebellious, and some of us are more naturally like, all right, I'll listen, right? I don't know. Who, who's more rebellious in here? They tell you to do something, you're like, I'm going to do the other thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some of us. Like, mom tells you not to get a tattoo. You got, like, an eagle on your back. You're like, this is my non-mom tattoo at 16, right? That's just how some of us are, and, and we push away in our rebellion. But guess what? Both, uh, both obedience and disobedience comes from the same thing. It's a fear of wanting to be accepted, and we just respond differently. It, it's, we're, just, we're just so human like that. We're just so human like that. And, and, and so I, what we want to do is if you, if you need to be baptized, break through fear. Who cares? Go for it. Go for it. Be, line up in obedience to Christ. That's it. Number two, it's this feeling of not being good enough or ready enough. I'm not ready yet, John. Is, is Jesus Lord or Savior? Yeah, absolutely. He's forgiven you of your sins? Absolutely. Have you been following him for like 10 years? Yeah, but I'm not ready yet. I'm like, you will never be ready it's time to jump. Sometimes you come to a cliff. Have you, anyone been bungee jumping? I talk about this here and there. When you go bungee jumping, you're like on this like cliff, right? And you look down and it's like 80, 100 feet down. You're like, that's a long ways down. So it, it's really cool when you're around your friends. You're like, I'm going to do this all day, all day. But when you're looking down 100 feet with something strapped around your ankles, it's such a different thing. And sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm, fear, I'm fearful. I don't think I'm good enough. We have 100 excuses why. Sometimes we just close our eyes we just, it's, it's, sometimes it's easier to turn around, right? And just, and, uh, and, uh, so someone catch me, right? Someone catch me. And sometimes you just have to go full bore. You have to go all in. Listen, if, if, if we are baptized based on our goodness, no one would be baptized. If we were followers of Christ based on how good we are, no one 
would be followers of Christ. Paul, the guy who wrote 70% of the books of the New Testament, he writes in 1 Timothy, I think God saved me to show everyone else that he could save anyone. If he can save someone like me, if he can change someone like me, I, I believe he, he's, he's done that for the sake to show anyone, anyone, wherever you are today, if you think you're too far from God, that is an absolute lie that, someone, that, some, that God would never tell you. If you think you're too small and you're, uh, if, you, if you think that God, if you're dealing with condemnation, that is, uh, Paul says there is no condemnation for those who are, called, who, are, who are in Christ Jesus, who are called according to his purposes. So there's no condemnation. It's time to trust God and say, yes, I'm not good enough, but God, your grace is enough for me. Listen, we enter into baptism not on our righteousness, but on Christ's righteousness, his cross, his life, and his promise. And what baptism is not, it's not salvation. It's not necessary for salvation, but it's necessary to, to walk in obedience. We want you to be baptized. It's necessary. The only people who shouldn't be baptized are those who can't be baptized. Maybe you're dying. People are in the hospital and they're on deathbed and they can't be baptized. I'll still go hit up some water, you know. I'll do whatever I can to, to, to move in obedience right? But the, the thief on the cross, he was not baptized, but Jesus said to him, you will be with me in paradise, meaning that salvation is not through baptism. It's through Jesus alone, by God's grace alone. And lastly, baptism is a privilege. We have the opportunity to show people our trust and love for what we believe. And understand this, there are people before you who have been baptized. Martin Luther has been baptized. Billy Graham has been baptized. Martin Luther King Jr. has been baptized. Mother Teresa was baptized. The Apostle Paul was baptized. Jesus himself was baptized. Think of the lineage of people that stand before you. The same God that is with them it is the same God that raised Jesus from the dead. And that is the same God that lives with us. So we're going to pray, we're going to get out there, and we are going to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if you need to be baptized today, get baptized. Get baptized. We're going to pray, and let's, we're going to celebrate. So when people get baptized, you guys are going to be behind it. You're going to celebrate. You're going to cheer, all right? Like you are on a Broncos-Raiders game, right? And you're going to cheer like Tino is the only Raiders fan in here, all right? You're going to cheer. And, and because we understand that we're cheering for something so much bigger than a football game. We're cheering for people stepping into the newness of life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. We're going to baptize. I pray if there's people in here, Lord God, who has questions, there's people all around wearing Hill City shirts, we can ask them, Lord God. But I pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak to souls, Lord God. Even in the baptism message, there's people here today that are far from you, God that feel that they were so far from you. But as we sang Amazing Grace, and as I heard the words from the Bible, from Jesus, from Paul, something started to change in their hearts and soften their hearts, and they knew a conviction in their lives. And if you're here today and you need to get right with God, I want you to respond by praying, God, speak to my heart. We know that there's no magic prayers. There's no magic anything. There's people that say, I'm with you, Jesus, and then they walk it out, God. They walk it out. They come to a church or a life group, and they say, teach me, walk with me, disciple me. I pray that that would happen in this moment, God. Do your will, your kingdom come, your will be done today, and change lives. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, 
Amen. God bless you. Let's meet out in the halls. If you guys need a chair, just ask someone, can you bring a chair for me? Uh, but let's get out there. If we can get some ushers to grab some chairs for our, some of the folks that need it. But let's get ready, guys. Let's get ready.